Welcome back to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. In part two of this podcast series with Ms. Jessica, the girl next door and co-host of The Morning Madhouse on Power 98 in Charlotte, she asks, okay, I'm quarantined. Now what? Here to answer that and more on immunity is Novant Health's Dr. Jerome Williams, Senior Vice President of Consumer Engagement. Thanks for listening. How do you act in this virus? What right. should you do? Yeah, so great question because there are many different ways the symptoms present in many different people, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, let's start with the things that we know are beneficial, okay? So if an individual has a fever, right? Uh, Tylenol, things of that nature to break the fever. Often um, people feel really lousy when they have a fever. And Mm -hmm. so often when you break the fever, they feel less uh, um, lousy. Um, Also, when you have Tylenol and sometimes um, other types of pain relief like um, Motrin, ibuprofen, things of that nature, it it often will help with the body aches and the muscle aches. And that will also make you feel a little little bit better. Uh, Stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. Often individuals, they lack- Water, not alcohol, with water. Oh, yes, ma'am, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Water, thank you. <laughs> water, um, because often with fevers you can lose um, you can lose uh, fluid uh, through through the fever uh, uh, temperature uh, process, and so you want to make sure you stay you stay well you stay well hydrated. Um, other medications that may or may not be prescribed depends on the individual, right? Certain uh, individuals may have certain other medications prescribed, um, um, and so please you know take those medications. Uh, as needed. Now, as it relates to activity, that's really a kind of an individual uh, kind of kind of situation, right? There are certain individuals, remember we talked about earlier asymptomatic, there are certain individuals that feel great, they feel nothing, okay? Mm-hmm. And so if they're able to quarantine and, and work um, uh, from home and quarantine, whether they're broadcasting on the radio or doing um, uh, work on their computer, things of that nature, that's fine. Uh, there are other individuals that really don't have the energy to get out of the bed and they want to sleep all day. And and that's okay too. So it's really, it's not a one or the other. It really depends on the uh, the, the symptoms that the individual is experiencing, the degree of symptoms that individuals are experiencing. Some people may have some significant shortness of breath uh, that, that if they try to walk across um, the hallway or walk across the kitchen, they're, they're terribly out of breath. And so that, that's not a very good um, uh, situation to uh, engage in, you know, any type of activity. And there are other individuals that, you know, feel great and, hey, I'm, I'm quarantined at home, so I'm going to work out every day and, 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 and build up my, uh, you know, build up my fitness. And that's okay, too. Yeah. That's okay, too. But the key is, is, is the quarantine. That's the key. Yes, yes. <laughs> The time period of quarantining, I've heard 10 days, Mm -hmm. I've heard 14 days. How long are you supposed to quarantine? Yeah, Um, so there is a lot, not a lot of movement on that, but a lot has to do with when either an individual uh, has the onset of symptoms or, or test positive. And I will say 14 days. Okay. I will say 14 days. Make it easy. Make it simple. Um, 14 days since the onset of symptoms and or 
if you've tested positive. Yeah. And after your 14 day quarantine is up, I know I sent you a text message asking you, can I go get my test? Can I go get my test? I wanted to go get tested on day 15. And to yeah. be honest, I did, I did. Even though you told me I'd wait a couple of days, I, I was trying to get out. So when do you go get tested after your 14 days? So there is no mandate to be tested after you get COVID. Um, the, the, the part of the reason that, at least I'll speak from the healthcare worker standpoint, right? Okay. We test our workers, our frontline workers, not doctors, nurses, et cetera, um, who've been exposed to COVID and had COVID. We test them because they're going back to the front line and we wanna make sure completely 100%, there's no opportunity for, for them to, 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 spread, um, uh, to spread COVID. But for the uh, lay person, there's really no need to test oneself, especially if the symptoms are gone, fever's gone, feeling back to, or nearly back to baseline, you know, um, you're feeling yourself, uh, and you've been isolated for 14 days, there's really not a need or mandate or um, an indication to test or do a follow-up test unless it's being dictated by a place of employment, okay. um, um, jobs, and things of that nature. Okay. That brings me to my next question, which is the lingering effects of COVID. Every time, which my mother... Um, mandated to me, in addition to my 14-day 14, 14 COVID um, quarantine, I had a mandate from my mother to call her every day. <laughs> and my father, every time we talk to him, even now, says, how's that taste in that smell? How's your taste in your smell? And a lot of my listeners, I call them my nosy neighbors. They go, Miss Jessica, how's your, your taste in your smell? How's your taste in your smell? Um, which is one of the weirder symptoms of COVID when you can't normally, like if I can't taste and I can't smell, I'm stopped up. Mm -hmm. but you just feel completely fine and you can't yeah. taste the smell. So my taste and smell is back. Oh, good. Um, but not fully. Yeah. Not fully. It's, it's very, it's very light. I still find myself, if I really want to smell something, having to take a deep breath in order to smell it. It's it's still very light. What are we finding out about the taste and the smell thing and what are some of the lingering effects of COVID? Yeah, unfortunately I don't I don't have any um clear cut data as to when taste, smell, or any of the um effects that an individual may experience when they will when they will resolve. Um, there are reports out there um, that individuals uh, that especially those individuals that were really sick in the hospital uh, for prolonged periods of time, they still have residual uh, deficits uh, from, from COVID. Uh, so there's not really a kind of hard and fast understanding of, okay, it'll be one week, two weeks, and then it'll be completely back, um, or, or, or it won't come back at all. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of different reports and can't really say 100% um, when an individual will have all uh, resolution of all of their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Immunity. Mm. Immunity. So yeah. I will say this, both uh, yeah. my parents live in Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother lives in Virginia. My brothers live in Georgia. My nieces and nephews, my sisters, they live in Georgia. Um, 
I miss them terribly. I have not seen them since December, since Christmas. I miss them terribly. Um, and so I'm like, well, if I need to go see him, I need to go see him now. <laughs> Am I immune? Like, what is going on? What are we looking at as far as immunity after you have tested positive for COVID? So um, that's, a, that's a great question and one that is uh, receiving a lot of attention both in the research world as well as the lay press. And so when we talk about immunity from, let, let's not talk about COVID for one second, let's just talk about immunity in general. Uh, when someone uh, has immunity uh, to a virus, that means uh, they've either been exposed or had a vaccine, they develop antibodies, mm -hmm. right, antibodies, and, and those antibodies are in your memory immune system. And so that if you get exposed again, those antibodies are produced because it's in your uh, memory immune system. Those antibodies are produced and are protective against that reinfection. Okay, so that's typically the way immunity uh, works. With COVID right now, what we are, are, are still trying to understand is one, when somebody is exposed and they develop antibodies, and we know individuals develop antibodies to COVID, uh, to the virus that causes COVID-19. The question is at what level of antibody in the body does it need to be to confer immunity, right? To protect an individual, that's number one. Number two, how long does it last? Mm -hmm. Does it last for a month, two months, two years, or indefinitely? Okay. We do know that the coronavirus is a family of viruses, right? So yeah. this one is um, um, SARS, right? We call it SARS coronavirus, SARS-2, right? Mm -hmm. So we know some other coronavirus uh, uh, family members um, you develop antibodies, but some of those antibodies are only good for a couple of years. Does that translate to COVID-19? A lot of research is still ongoing to kind of sort that out. And so um, that is to say, in short, for our listeners, um, can you get COVID-19 after you've been exposed? Okay, well, data would suggest that it's unlikely, but we can't say for sure until more studies are, um, are, are published and to what degree that an individual um, has immunity. Is it for a month, six months, forever? We still don't know. So I, we still don't know if I can go see my parents. Well, no. So, so, okay. So let's talk about that specifically. Okay. That still falls under the typical guidelines and behavior. Right, so mm -hmm. if you go visit your, your your parents, right? Mask for you. I'm assuming there are um, more more seniors, so mask mm -hmm. masks uh, for you, masks for them. Social, uh, excuse me, physical distancing. Okay, um, it, it's still the same type of activity. It's okay, the same okay. type of activity. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, it, it's important to maintain our social connections, Jessica. It, it yeah. really is. It's healthy. It's healthy both physically and mentally. And so uh, there, there are safe ways of doing that. And it's real important. It's real important to maintain. Our, notice I changed 
I didn't use the term social distancing. I said physical distancing. Mm -hmm. We want the social interaction. We just want the physical distancing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. Gina DePietro again. Thanks for listening to part two of this podcast series with Ms. Jessica, co-host of The Morning Madhouse and Novant Health's Dr. Jerome Williams. Coming up in the third and final episode, they'll discuss the plan for back to school and offer advice on how parents can get prepared to send their child back to the classroom. If you're enjoying their discussion, we hope you'll take the time to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts.